0: Matters of the mind. Are you looking for answers, ideas, or just want someone to listen to you so you can vent? Join Dr. Peter Sacco as he discusses what matters most issues that surround the mind. He gets to the heart of the matter when it comes to issues involving anger, depression, addictions, fear, anxiety, relationships, sex, abuse, bullying, and everything concerning you. And now here's your host, Dr. Peter Sacco.
1: Welcome to Matters of the Mind on this very cold, chilly, rainy Wednesday. I'm Dr. Peter Sacco, and my co-host and producer Todd Miller joins me. How are you, Todd?
0: Good. Feeling a little um, that there's some paranormal activity, and I don't want to give anything away, but it's it's feeling a little odd today. We've had some technical difficulties, and people will notice that you're on the phone and not coming in through glorious Skype. Um, We've had some issues.
1: Uh, When it comes to the paranormal, there seems to always be issues, and it's kind of interesting. uh, Being the host of now, going to our fourth season of um, Niagara's Most Haunted, we've had major technical issues with actually one location called the Screaming Tunnel on Warner Road, Niagara Falls. I've done five different shoots, interestingly, with the Space Channel, which was one. Another one was Maple Tree Productions, a major company. And each time we've gone in there, or I've gone in there, the equipment has gone dead, and nobody can explain as to why and by the way, folks, the Screaming Tunnel—that's the place made famous by the by, or the what call it—the Stephen King movie, *The Dead Zone*, uh, starring Christopher Walken, back in
0: the '80s. Ah, oh, yes, one of my favorite movies. It's kind of it's kind of under the radar. I mean, some some people know about it, but it's pretty funky. And it's like, um, I know when I'm watching it, it's like, name that Ontario uh, place. You know, when you're watching it, you go, "Yeah, yeah, I've seen that house and I've seen that tunnel. Very cool.
1: Very cool." when it comes to the, the whole paranormal stuff. And a lot of people love it, and that's why we're deciding to talk about it today leading up to Halloween. And I'm going to put a plug in for our own show, um, Niagara's Most Haunted, which our um, season four premieres this uh, Saturday night, Halloween night, 10 p.m., where we're premiering our episode uh, in two parts called Haunted Ridgeway, which will later be seen in film festivals. And got a great um, crew and cast including the famous, the great Mitch Markowitz, who created the hilarious House of Freitenstein. And Mitch actually wanted to be a ghost investigator, use the equipment and join a real team of paranormal investigators, and you'll get to see what we found.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And that, when again does it start?
1: That'll be this Saturday evening on TV Kojiko 10, and you can also stream parts of our stuff online at mosthaunted.com. So I guess with that said, Todd, let me ask you, do you believe in ghosts?
0: I do. Um, You know, I had a uh, very small experience with uh, what I I claimed to be my grandfather many years ago, uh, sitting in my room, thinking about him and and wanting to test the theory as to whether paranormal activity was real. And I just did something silly and said, "Okay, well, if you're here, can you uh, make the flag wave and, and make this poster ruffle? You know, literally like 10 seconds later, they start moving and I'm like, Okay, that's enough proof for me. That seems to prove prove it. And there were windows were closed, heat wasn't on. There was no other source of of anything that could move that. So that's my personal experience.
1: Well, you can, don't you know, test things tonight by going in front of the mirror when you're alone, when your wife's asleep, and go. You can you alone can do this in front of the bathroom mirror and either say "Candy Man," "Candy Man," "Candy Man," no, oh, Bloody, no, Mary, no. "Bloody Mary," "Bloody <laughs> Mary."
0: <laughs> no, and I've never said that name three times and. Uh, Yeah, because just just on the odd, you know, I'm not a big believer in this, and I I don't really watch a lot of it. And it's maybe because of some deep-seated fears that it could be real. And I'm going to jinx myself, and I'm going to say Candyman three times, and who knows what will happen.
1: Hey, you might get Sammy Davis Jr.
0: (laughs) Oh, now that I could handle. Sammy Davis popping out of the mirrors, and hey, you know, let's go uh, drink with Dino and the boys. I could handle that.
1: That'd be a cool one. Or actually, I'd just stick with Beetlejuice. Do Beetlejuice three times. Hey, hanging out with Michael Keaton in a funky wig. That'd be really cool.
0: Yeah, for an entire evening, that would be... Uh, and, and they are doing Beetlejuice, too. There's some talks about doing Beetlejuice, too. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And it's really interesting. Uh, everybody is into the ghost stuff, the paranormal stuff, the haunting stuff. And I love it. Absolutely. We've been doing Comic-Cons. We're taking a break because of the Niagara's Most Haunted Group. Um, you know, and we get thousands of people coming up, swamping us, and in fact, I'm speaking at the Hill Library tonight, to too, with Hins about our show and about my books on the stuff, and it's just like, Todd, people love this stuff. Um, I wonder why it is, and in fact, they're bringing back uh, a reboot of the Ghostbusters starring Kristen Wiig, the very pretty and talented Kristen Wiig, who I like a lot. And, um, and in fact, she's been in the media saying recently, like, man, what do men have against, uh us women doing Ghostbusters, and I think it's not about the fact that it's women doing Ghostbusters, it's just the fact that it was a great movie and you just don't go back to something so sacred and try to reboot it.
0: No, and, and movies movies, and music seem to be the arenas of art that it's okay to try and recreate something. You know, the, the art world, the, the painting world, you don't recreate the Mona Lisa, you, you, don't, you don't attempt to do the Sistine Chapel Part II, um, it's just you don't do it. But in in music and movies, it's just fair game.
1: No, you just don't. And having been in the film industry for a long period of time myself, you just don't do it. It's like sacred hollow ground. You don't go and reboot or even try to attempt something like Citizen Kane. Um, Because for all intents and purposes, these are ghosts that are in these movies, a lot of these old movies. Um, Their history, their legacies live on. That's what we want to remember them by and they continually haunt us with their great presence, their talented presence, and I think that's the that's the issue. And I think um, with reboots of stuff like Ghostbusters, and you know, the question makes you wonder sometimes: Is Hollywood run out of ideas that they have to go that way?
0: How, I'll say three words: Twelve Angry Men. You know, a classic movie, classic cast, uh, and yes, it was fairly a white it was a fairly white cast. Um, so, granted, yes, it would be nice to update it, but it just didn't have the gravitas of the first one, you know, and they brought in some heavy hitters. But for me, it was just, um, it, was, it just didn't ring true.
2: And, and
1: you know what? And that's really what it is. And I think it is taught it's a generational thing, and that's why it ties into ghost stories and that stuff, because the stuff gets passed down and the story based on the original, whether it be a real story Uh, a myth or becomes legend that's what it's made out of and it's kind of interesting that all oftentimes when something is adapted to the screen it does like people have read the book or heard the story it's like oh, this just doesn't measure up and I think that's the problem when you try to reboot old movies um, our generation fell in love with the characters that portrayed it, and I think today's new generation—they got to come up with their own material, their own stuff, create your own characters.
0: Yeah, it takes time and imagination, um, and it's same same for the music world. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not generalizing here in a in a particular genre of music, but there are some people that will take the basis of a hit song and sample it and reuse it because they know it's the quickest way to a hit because people will recognize it and they go, "This is a million seller." If I just take a bit of it, and it's the same. With with movies they think oh, i'm going to make ghostbusters again and it's going to be a smash hit and and yeah i've got to cast it and write a new script but the 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 gel is there the essence of the movie is there and they know that there's going to be a rabid portion of the population that wants to see it
1: absolutely i couldn't agree more and that's what's really cool about um these ghost shows these haunting shows and in fact we're, we're totally blessed today to have a great guest so excited to have um, Tom Adams. He's the series producer of Paranormal Survivor, a very big time show in Canada and the States, and it's getting more popular worldwide. And I think what's really cool about his show is that he's not trying to recreate something somebody else has done. They're doing their own thing. And with these shows here, it's not like they're competing with one another, but rather they're satiating an appetite for the viewing public who loves shows about ghosts and
0: haunted places. I guess you said it, you know, you can only watch Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters so many times and you know exactly what's going to happen. But if there's a new one, it's sort of like, uh, you know, I had a ham sandwich last week and it was really good, but I really want a ham sandwich, but a little different, maybe different bread or, you know, different kind of lettuce on it. So the essence is there, as we talked about, but it's a little different.
1: Yeah. And you know what, Thought I thought about that this past last week. When I was just on cloud nine, having the opportunity to see my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies that is of all time, Back to the Future on the big screen, and as I sat there pondering this, I thought, "Could you ever imagine anybody else redoing Michael J. Fox's part or Christopher Lloyd's part? Absolutely not."
0: No, and actually, um, I saw some outtakes with uh, the original actor that played the role, and it oh, just Eric yeah, it just it wasn't good. It really wasn't good.
1: Absolutely, and you can can just keep going on and on, you know, you being a music fan, um, you know, a lead singer leaves a band, they put somebody else in, no matter how many lead singers you plug into Journey or into any other bands, it's just not the original cast.
0: Or how many Beatles covers you've heard, and they're like, it's just not as good as the Beatles, sorry boys.
1: No. So when we return, we're going to have the great producer, Tom Adams, speaking about Paranormal Survivor. Stay tuned.
0: More Matters of the Mind right around the corner. The music you'll hear on Out of the Blue will be jazz, for the most part. No specific styles or genres. Every piece of music is hand-picked to deliver quality performances. Out of the Blue can be heard on RTDS.ca, live Mondays, 1 to 3 p.m., and encore performances Tuesday to Friday, anytime on demand. It's the true spirit of jazz, a touch of everything, and then some. Thanks for listening. Larry Green.
1: I'm Dr. Peter Andrew Sacco, and do you have technological rage? Oh, yeah, the new rage of anger. Download my new book today, Technological Rage, on my website, www.petersacco.com, and learn what technological rage is and how it is sweeping people today, leading to online dating anger, texting anger, and social online networking forms. Hmm, did you ever think you might get angry texting? Facebooking or online dating, maybe you never thought it would happen to you, or maybe you know somebody that has this and you just need to understand it a little more.
0: Welcome back to Mental Health Matters with your host, Dr. Peter Sacco.
1: matters of the mind where everything on your mind matters to us each and every week. And what matters to us this week is Halloween scary stuff spooky stuff and folks you've written in the past about ideas you'd like to hear about and one of the great ideas that some of you had written in or what about real ghost shows ghost stories haunted stories you know the whole stuff back in the day from the exorcist so we decided hey why not talk about it, especially with Halloween coming up this Saturday, and when we can get probably one of the greatest guys in the field on the phone to come do this wonderful interview with us, that would be Tom Adams. He is the series producer of the great, fabulous, popular show across Canada and the United States, and getting bigger and better, called Paranormal Survivor. Hello there, Tom. How are you? Hi. How are you doing? I'm very well. Well, I guess uh, we all could be doing better today, it sounds know, we're getting the tail end of this hurricane, the monsoon season, and so if we have any more technical issues, blame it on the storm, not the ghost, say. Well, it's funny because
0: we were just talking, Tom and I, while we were trying to get you on Skype, and it wasn't working, and and I was thinking it was weather-related, and Tom said, no, it's spirits. (laughs) They really don't want this to happen
2: be the first time that we've had technical difficulties uh, trying to do something with the paranormal or the supernatural or stuff like
1: that. So uh, strange stuff does happen. I guess, Tom, I guess the very first question I want to ask you then, um, I'm guessing is probably the most pertinent one, is a little bit about the background of Paranormal Survivor. Um, How did it all come to be created? What was the logic and the idea going into it and what did you hope to achieve with it?
2: Yeah, well, I think that the idea the idea came from um, you know watching a lot of horror movies um, and trying to figure out what what was frightening, what what uh, what really spoke to all our deepest darkest fears, and uh, obviously the paranormal is, is, is one of those. And in watching all of these uh, movies, uh, what what struck us was the story the stories that were the most frightening were the ones that were by people in the first person. That is, uh, they were speaking uh, about things that happened to them. And, and what struck us was that a lot of these people were speaking uh, about traumatic events as if, you know, the same way people would speak about experiencing a, a natural disaster or a, or a plane crash or whatever. Um, and they would exhibit the same traits as people suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder and things like that. So. Those things struck us as feeling incredibly real, which is, you know, that kind of holy grail of of documentary making, is to find something that is incredibly real and visceral um, and honest. And uh, we then thought, well, you know, what about if we made a paranormal show about people who told their own terrifying experiences and we we let them speak? It wasn't about, you know, whether we're trying to find ghosts or trying to prove or disprove that they existed or not. We just let... uh, the people who had who had suffered these terrible things to tell their story and and lay it out there on the, on the, on the table, and uh, that that's really how the show got started. And um, uh, we went from there, and uh, we were incredibly lucky to put together a team that could go out there into into North America and and find these people who have had incredible um, incredible experiences and terrifying experiences, and. Uh, and have been brave enough to come out the other end and, and share them with us on, on our show. Well, I guess the next question I, I'd like to
1: kind of look at it in terms of, do you find, uh, Tom, that you're competing with other shows in this genre? Um, do you find your show is different? And if so, how do you see your, your show different from some of these other ones like Paranormal Witness?
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's an incredibly popular uh a topic uh you know and and these stories are you know we've always as humans we've always loved to scare ourselves with scary stories whether they're you know around the campfire uh toasting marshmallows or, or around a TV screen I think there's something about us that that we enjoy being scared and uh, i think that goes very far back into our into our psyches so yeah it, it's a very crowded uh, crowded marketplace for us and what what we kind of pride ourselves on doing is is finding stories that you know you haven't heard before you know a lot of these stories a lot of ghost stories uh, are surrounded around institutions that are very famous for being haunted a very famous stories, very famous ghosts we we like to go out there and find people who maybe haven't even told their closest friends about an experience that they've had, maybe not even their partner, maybe it happened you know, 20, 30 years ago, maybe their husband or wife doesn't actually know the full extent of what they experienced. So we like to go and, and really do some really solid research and, and reach out to people and find people who are willing to take that step and, and tell us stories that you know, haven't been on television before. Um, and obviously you know, one of our criteria is that uh, the stories have uh, an element where they have survived—it's called paranormal survivor. They ha- had to en- endure something horrific, whether it was, you know, uh, psychologically or, or, or physically. Um, they were in some kind of peril or danger. Um, so they're the two things that set us apart, really. I think.
0: So you, so my story of my father, my grandfather, who had been deceased for a long time, uh, gently waving a uh, a flag and a poster in my room when I asked him to, would not. Make a good episode for your show i'd I'd need something a little bit more traumatic than what I'm hearing
2: yeah I mean uh, I think uh, I'm sure that's an incredibly crazy experience and um you know uh it was probably quite freaky at the time uh but uh our, our stories um range from uh people being yeah, you know tormented uh as they sleep people being you know, having things thrown at them uh, having scratches and bruises on their bodies, uh, people getting choked, um, by unseen entities, um, people's minds being taken over, people becoming possessed, um, right the way up to, you know, people who, you know, have, uh, you know, feared for their life. Um, and there's also people on the show that have had years, if not decades, of torment, um, at the hands of paranormal entities. So, you know, it's, it's that kind of level. It's, you know, people on our show are genuinely fear for their lives at some point during their experience. And, um, you know, there's, there's lots of scary experiences out there and there's lots of shows that, that deal with that. But, uh, but we, we like to, to get to the kind of the, the scariest moments we can find and where people are in real jeopardy. And
1: that's, I'm glad you bring that up, Tom, because it was a question that um, some listeners had had that loved the show, and myself, I'm really intrigued by it too. How real are the stories on your show in terms of them being replicated? Okay, so somebody, let's say, is being attacked by an entity or whatever, um, and, and you know, and I say this tongue in cheek, uh, having taught a course courses before in paranormal psychology. Um, we were studying succubuses and incubuses, and I remember students saying, you know, sure. we had a female ghost that kept creeping into bed with them every night and trying to molest them, you know, and I guess the question is, is do you have show, or ideas, people that come with these ideas that are just so far out there, possibly even violent, um, on the lines of, like, an Amityville horror case, what is the limit that you go in terms of trying to replicate them or that you will talk about Versus the one, you know, the guy that says, "Oh yeah, I mean, every night I've got a, a woman goes crawling in on my bed and having her way with me."
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, that uh, there are there are some limits of taste and decency that we we can't show uh, on uh, on TV, and that, that that applies to all shows, whether it's a cop show or a paranormal show or you know a drama or a documentary. Um, so obviously, I I can't I can't graphically show people getting hurt. I can't show you know. Uh, indecent acts, sexual acts, things like that, obviously. Um, so that, that goes without saying. In terms of the stories I'll consider for the show, I, I, you know, I'm I'm always willing to consider anything. Uh, I, I go into this with an open mind. Um, I, I don't get to dictate the, the stories that people, the, and experiences that people have. I just get to sort of select the ones that, that we think fit the show best. Um, so, yeah, I... I I, we've had on the show stories where people have been sexually assaulted uh, by paranormal entities, and obviously that's an extremely tricky subject to deal with. Um, obviously, we don't, we don't show um, those moments uh, in any kind of graphic detail. Uh, we, we concentrate on the horror of those moments rather than you know, the mechanics and, and how things are done. And, and it's the same when people's lives are in danger, when people are being cut. Or strangled, um, obviously you know, we, we, we try and concentrate on on uh, on the, on the horror element and, the, and, and ramping up the, the scare factor and how terrifying that is um, and, and do it sensitively and, and powerfully rather than making it something that's there for our entertainment. These are, these are real people's lives that we're dealing with and we, we try and, uh, we try and replicate their experiences really, uh, as, as um, honestly and, and faithfully as we can.
0: So when you're considering these stories, maybe someone's given you a tip or you've read something uh, do you have a team that sits around and, 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 and kicks the tires and say this sounds like it would be a, a good story for the show, and then once you do that, you put some research into it to determine is it in fact true and not just a myth that someone's been perpetuating for the years? Um, so you'd have to devote some time to validating that it is in fact a, a true story, and uh, will it make it, what's the, what's the cutoff to make it on the show?
2: Yeah, well, I have a, a blessed with uh, an extremely talented research team who uh they don't do that much sitting around the kicking tires they're, they're always out there trying to find stories like speaking to people they're on the beat they're speaking to um uh, all their contacts out in the field and uh you know i think it it's, it becomes quite obvious quite quickly when you start speaking to people whether stories are are genuine or not um you know, I think there's, there's easier ways to get on TV than concocting a, a, a terrible ghost story about yourself um, and putting yourself out like, out there like that. Um, fortunately, most people who come to us are you know, completely honest and they've had you know, extremely traumatic experiences, um, so we don't get too many kind of hoaxes. And the other thing that we, we like to try and do is um, we like to try and have um, a resolution in all our stories. So, uh, not all the time, but quite often we have um a paranormal investigator in the story as well, because the, the the victim themselves have called them in to try and solve the problem and they 've come in and, and done an investigation and if, if they can they 've cleansed the property and tried to get rid of whatever was bothering these people so we are we get to speak to those people too in, in our research and on camera in the show that uh, help verify. That what these people were, were suffering was actually was actually happening, and it wasn't something that they they're just making up or was a figment of their imagination. So we have we have corroborating voices in 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 most of our stories.
1: So I guess a question to follow that up, Tom, then is, um, you yourself, do you actually go um, to the investigations? Do you? sit down ever with the, the members that are reporting that, hey, you know, my place has a poltergeist, a ghost, a possession of some sorts. Because um, I guess what I'm looking at, too, is what would be interesting with this is have you been there yourself and actually seen anything happening as anything is going on?
2: No, I've, I've, I've never actually had any paranormal experiences myself. Um, uh, and most of the stories that we deal with have... have uh, they've passed. They've finished, and you know some of our stories are very recent. Uh, we have several stories that happened this year, but uh, you know we like to have stories that have a resolution. So most of the stories that we get in, they've, they've already been through a cycle of stuff happening and paranormal investigators coming in, investigating, cleansing, cleansing the air, and. and the, the people having solved the problem or you know having resolved to, to live with the situation or found out you know what's going on they're not quite so terrified anymore and decided that okay we can we can deal with this so a lot of the time that we, we we get stories that are kind of fully formed already they're not actually ongoing I don't think I've sent anyone out into a story to to investigate it because they've come to us and said this is going on uh, we, we tend to deal with stories that have, have on its course just because uh, they have an ending for us and uh, we, we don't like to say to be continued on our show we like to wrap it all up
0: a nice neat ending we're really blessed here uh, in southern Ontario specifically but across North America with pockets uh, geographical areas that seem to have more paranormal activity than others. And I don't know if you have any theories as to why that is. Um, I certainly know where Dr. Sacco is. It's a rich historical area with, with many key battles and many strange characters have come and gone and, and and lived and died in tragedy. So where he's situated around Niagara Falls, there's a lot of things that have gone in the past. But do you find that, that there are certain areas across North America that are rich with uh, paranormal storytelling?
2: For sure. There's, there's, there's definitely areas of, you know, hot spots. Um, and, you know, what uh, when I speak to, to our, the people on our show and, and the paranormal investigators that we work with, um, you know, it, it becomes apparent that wherever there are human beings involved in some kind of uh, tragic event or conflict, And that can be, you know, like, say, like civil war, any kind of any kind of battle uh, or just something very domestic, like, um, you know, uh, someone being very angry or someone having their life ended very, uh, very early. And and tragically, um, any it's it's very emotional, the hauntings anywhere. There's been an extreme level of emotion that seems to be where there's uh, reports of paranormal activity. And it could be. It, it, you know, there's obviously where lots of people are in cities. There's lots of there's lots of ghost stories there, but also, you know, in, in remote areas where, you know, there might just be one farm, but something bad happened there once, and and the echoes of that are still being felt. So uh, we we are incredibly lucky in in southern Ontario and across North America to have have loads of places where where strange things seem to be happening.
1: So I guess one of the questions we've got about uh, just a few minutes before we go to a break, Tom. Um, And I get this asked all the time, and it's, you know, I think it's a great question, um, not only as a psychologist, but um, we do some fun stuff down here with Haunted Stuff. And it's the question I get asked, and I got asked, oh gosh, at several Comic-Cons, why do you think today's viewers just love hauntings now, ghost stories, more than ever before? Why they tune into them, and not only tune into them, but become addicted to these shows?
2: I think that, uh, going back to what I said earlier, I think as a, as a human race, um, we love stories. Whether they're about a hero conquering something or you know us being scared by something, I think it, it goes very deep inside us. The need to, to tell and listen to stories. It's how we communicate. It's how we learn about the world. And I think being scared is one of the one of the most Visceral emotions you can have, and I think that our love with paranormal stories speaks to that. I think it, you know, we've always sat around campfires and told spooky stories um, since we've had civilization. So I think this is just another version of that, and we're extremely lucky where you know we can actually reach a lot of people through the medium of, of, of TV and the internet, where we can tell these great stories to people and, and keep that kind of tradition going. I think people are fascinated by by the paranormal types of things. I think you know we've always wondered if there's an afterlife and what else is there out there, and, and can strange things in our world be explained by by paranormal activity? And I think it, it's something that will always, obs- uh, you know, um, obsess us and, and keep us guessing. Um, and uh, I, you know, I think I think they're great stories. I really do, and, and they they give you chills and bumps on your bumps on your skin and make your hair stand up on end and they still do to me and I've, I've heard a lot of stories and spoken to a lot of people and <laughs> those stories still scare me so I think that's just a huge appetite for it. I,
1: I absolutely agree and it's funny as you were chatting I just somebody just fired off an email and of all people it's Michelle DeRocher she's actually been on your show she's with Canada. Love so Michelle. <laughs> uh, yeah and so yeah her and I have been playing uh, email tag and phone tag the last couple of days and, um, and it's funny because I had, Michelle and I had spoke, uh, we did a shoot this past uh, August, and it's funny because she's been on so many different types of go-shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you ask, I asked her in a roundabout way, like, do you find, like, each of these shows is competing against each other? And at the end of the day, we came to the conclusion, not really. They're just kind of accenting each other, complimenting each other, kind of filming, film, filling in the blank, so to speak. And viewers love it, and I think viewers aren't saying, "Okay, this show's better than that show." Rather, we love them all. Bring them yeah, on, and and bring it, in more. You know, I
2: think it's like it's like whether it's a you know a property show where you're looking at houses, or you know a cooking show, or whatever. I think you know each one of us deals with a slightly different angle on the paranormal. There's, there's there's shows about going on live investigations and trying to see if stuff happens on camera while we're there. There's you know shows like ours that that tell um, you know people's uh, experiences. There's there's shows that go into you know, uh, places that have reputations of being extremely haunted and trying to figure out what went on. So I think, you know, the, the, the scope is vast. The landscape is huge for paranormal. and We, we just try and occupy a little, a little space of that and, and tell the best stories we can and, 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 you know, deliver the best show that we can and keep people entertained and keep those scary stories coming.
1: Well, we've got to go to our break, and we come back more with Tom as he discusses paranormal survivor. We'll be right back.
0: And I don't want to jinx anything, but if the spirits are listening, we're doing fine. The phone lines are functioning. The weather's holding (laughs) up. So (laughs) stay with us. More Matters of the Mind right around the corner buying or selling a home condo or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make it's important to gather as much information as you can and preferably from experienced successful professionals when it comes time to make your move call the Mulholland Ross real estate team with Keller Williams real estate service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com whether you're making your first move or selling your much loved family home the Mulholland Ross team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the gta listen every sunday at 4 p.m here on radio that doesn't suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate questions or topics you'd like to see covered email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the mulholland ross team at 416-230-8500
1: Welcome to my new book, Niagara's Most Haunted, Legends and Myths, which is not just a book about ghosts and haunted places, rather about history in the Niagara region. This book explores and uncovers parts of the Niagara region which are considered some of the richest in North American history and the most haunted. As a matter of fact, one of the bloodiest battles in North American history, the War of 1812, between the British and the Americans was fought here. And this year, the bicentennial year anniversary of the War of 1812. 12 is covered in this book. This book explores most of the haunted places, legends that have existed from the 1800s right now to 2012. Each chapter covers a different type of landmark, which not only educates readers on historical significances, but also entertains with anecdotal ghost stories and paranormal investigations. Join me in this book as we visit beds and breakfasts, ships and boats, trains, tunnels, museums, mansions, highways, forts, cemeteries, waterfalls, and many more, and see if the Niagara region is really haunted. Niagara's Most Haunted Legends and Myths is now available at Indigo Chapters and online on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com and visit our website, www.Niagara'sMostHaunted.com. Be afraid. Be very afraid.
0: Welcome back to Mental Health Matters with your host, Dr. Peter Sacco.
1: Matters of the mind, or everything matters to us each and every week. That is on your mind, and even out of your mind. <laughs> um, so we got a great show today. We're talking with Tom Adams. He is the series producer of the great, amazing, awesome Canadian show that is seen more and more worldwide, called Paranormal Survivor. And what better person to have leading up to the eve of Halloween, and in a cold, dreary, wet day today, where we're also having technical difficulties because of the weather or the spirits. So Tom. I'm going to ask you this question, um, which I've thought about and wanted to get your take on it. What is the scariest investigation that you have ever been
2: a part of or had to replicate? That's a very good question. There's been several, actually. And, you know, um, sometimes it can just be be a little moment of of reading about or speaking to someone or, or recreating a little moment where... Uh, you know, there's just a little uh, strange noise, like a like a, a knock on the door or something like that, and it can it can really really send Joel Daniel's spine. Um, and uh, you know, I, I get scared very easily, which is kind of funny working on a show like this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to I have to make sure that you know uh, I don't I don't watch. Uh, Cups at my show and, and read stories too late at night. Otherwise, I don't get very good sleep. So uh, I, I get scared all the time by my stories, which is kind of funny. Uh, I think some of the scariest stories um, that we've done this new season we're making. I uh, have one story about um, a guy and his mum who were basically tormented by a, a spirit over a period of twenty years. And despite moving house and, uh, in, you know, growing up from a, a boy through adolescence into a, into a grown man, uh, this guy being attacked almost on a nightly basis while he slept, you know, getting uh, scratches on his body, um, being thrown to the floor, um, having, you know, terrible, terrible um, episodes. Uh, and it's just imagining what this guy is going through on a, on a daily basis to so actually fear a the, the nighttime coming because this this beast would 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 come into his room and attack him. Uh, it, it's terrifying. Like no one would want that to happen to them once, let alone over a period of, of, of twenty years. Um, you know, stories like that are incredibly powerful. And you know, just seeing this guy who you know tried to call paranormal investigators and you know. He, People come in and cleanse the house and it works a little bit, but the, gut, the thing always comes back. It's just, just feel for this guy and, and you know, you, you want to help him, but you know, they're, they're trying to think what he could do. And it's just, it's awful. Uh, so that was, you know, those ones, those ones are very, very frightening. Uh, we've had a couple of possession stories where, um, for example, we had one where, um, a mother and her daughter moved into a, a historic house and the daughter began seeing ghosts of the small girl in the attic and and uh, she started becoming obsessed with the ghost of this little girl and she would bring her toys and uh, at night she would sleepwalk and up and go up in the attic and hang out with, with this ghost girl and eventually this ghost girl uh, Led her somewhere that, that put her life in extreme danger. I'm not going to spoil the the ending for everyone, but uh, seeing that as a as a parent, like seeing uh, you know a, a child be taken over by a spirit and, and almost led to their death is uh, it was also terrifying. You know, it's one thing to be scared yourself, but to have your your loved one uh, you know threatened as well that's that's even worse. I think.
0: I don't have a lot of experience in in paranormal activity, either as a consumer of it or, you know, someone that's been influenced by it, other than what I mentioned earlier and my grandfather. But um, from what little I know or from, I guess, from the stories that I've heard over the years is typically... The paranormal activity is associated with a physical property. So like the Amityville Horror, um, you know, series of residents come and go. But from that one story that you said about the poor guy, it sounds like someone has it in for him and is following him. It's very much a personal vendetta or a personal grudge. And I don't want to give too much away because obviously it's going to be coming up this year. But to me, that seems a little odd, whereas typically you have a haunted house and people that come and go from that house are affected by the same spirit or group of spirits but this again is a little creepy in that it seems very personal
2: yes and and what i've learned working on the show and, and speaking to, to all these experts and and to the people themselves that experience these things is that there there's a, a huge difference of, of a different amount of paranormal uh, entities of spirits and ghosts and they all have the, their particular way of working and, you know, the guys that we, we uh, speak to on the show, uh, uh, who are paranormal experts and investigators, they're trying to build this kind of, almost like a... its own paranormal science, where they have rules that, uh, that these things obey. So, yes, yeah, I mean, the classic case, there is the haunted house, and there are ghosts and spirits and entities which, which stay in that house. They are locked to that location. If you go in there, you're going to see them. If you're not in there, you won't see them. There's other, like, scarier things, I think, too. Beings that are attached to you, they follow you around, which is the case of the guy who was being tormented. It was, the thing was attached to him. Objects, objects can uh, can elicit those kind of responses too. And, and even, you know, uh, different emotional states can leave you open to having a paranormal experience. Um, so you could be in the same place uh, that you always were, but if you were Angry or upset, or if you were, you know, uh, mentally weakened in one way. Let's say you you lost a relative or a friend, you were grieving. Uh, then that would be an opportunity for the paranormal spirits to, to come in and, and uh, attack you uh, because your defences are down, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. It, it, um, when you get into this world, you start learning that it's it's not it's not just uh, the haunted house scenario that, that plays out. There's, there's many more scenarios out there and they're all quite terrifying. So along that line, I guess then,
1: Tom, is have you guys ever encountered um, so the crew goes in they're, you know, doing their interviews, I'm guessing the, the people that you interview, usually if they're still living on the same premise it's shot there. Let's say you have, you have that type of situation. They haven't moved but they're still living in the same place or yeah, we they have to and your crew goes in there have they ever gotten to a point where they say like oh my god this is like just really creepy some like really funky stuff is happening <laughs> to us our equipment and even when they leave bizarre stuff happens to them at home in their cars or stuff like that where there's negative residual energy seems to follow them like have you ever experienced that
2: For sure, like um, our our crew have definitely been into places where um, the paranormal activity has happened um, and they've definitely felt that there was something wrong or off about the energy in a place. They can definitely sense that. And I think all of us as as human beings have had that experience where we we walk into somewhere and be like, hmm, I'm not sure about the energy here. Um, So they've definitely experienced that. None of them have seen... A, a ghost per se, but we did, have, we did have one interesting incident where, like, I like my team to take photographs of where they are and, and set pictures of them working and stuff. Uh, we like to put those up on social media sometimes uh, to show everyone uh, how we work. And uh, we had one photograph where the crew was setting up. You can see our camera guy and our sound guy, and everyone's kind of getting ready for an interview. And uh, in the corner of the room, is a kind of is a is a shape that looks like a small girl standing by um, a pair of curtains, ropes, and no one no one noticed it at the time. But I'm so glad it, it's quite clear, and it's kind of spooky that this is. I don't know. Could it be a shadow? Could it be some kind of mist, cloud forming? It's half a and night. You know, I'm not an expert in, in photo interpretation by any means, but yeah, it's def- there's definitely something there that looks like it could be the shadow of a small girl watching what's going on. So we have had uh, some instances where you're like, "Hmm, what is going on there?" So uh, I'm I'm sure if the uh, I'm sure if the paranormal uh, have access to the, the TV, they're probably watching watching our show and and uh, watching what we're up to. So uh, <laughs> it's not surprising, really, is it? Uh, they're, uh, they're probably just as egomaniacs as we were.
0: Actually, so. Keeping tabs on you so they know to keep one step <laughs> ahead, is that it?
2: Maybe, maybe make sure we're doing it right. So uh, they'll let us know if we've got anything wrong.
0: Following along that question, um, have has the crew, I mean, you know, when they get that, that bad energy, have they ever been in a situation where it's been so noticeable or so pronounced that they said, we got to leave, we're not going to finish this shoot?
2: No, my crew of troopers—they would—they would carry on. I think, if—if if that even was the case—and uh, I think my crew are so excited about these stories and about the paranormal um, that they would, if they felt that bad, they would probably try and capture it on film if they could. <laughs> you know, I don't—I don't want to put anyone in danger, obviously, but uh, my guys are super excited, and super into the subject matter, that they would—they would kind of think it was interesting, and uh, we've never had a situation where they felt. The atmosphere was so bad that,
0: that they had to they had to pull out of anywhere. So they um, they're wearing they're wearing a full uh, headgear, protective headgear, just in case something's thrown at them or a wall falls over. Uh, if, if they ever got to that, we would get them out of there. But
2: uh, yeah, we've not we've not had any angry spirits throw anything at us or um, or anything like that. I did I did work on a show um, not not this show, but I did have a, a show where I filmed a. a haunted doll was, and uh, the footage came back, and it was kind of corrupted, which was interesting. So, uh, I have had strange experiences with filming the paranormal and the supernatural before but, but not on this show. So, I think we, we must be keeping them happy so far.
1: <laughs> so, Tom, do you find, and I, I don't know what this is, because I get uh, this quite a bit, and people ask me, you know, you know, I've got throngs of students, too. So, usually I like to goof around with them and scare the heck out of them sometimes by bringing in props, such as puppets, dolls, and clowns. What is it, do you have an opinion on this, that why people, especially women, are afraid of clowns?
2: That's funny you should say that. My daughter was just saying about how terrifying clowns were the other day. I, I think they are kind of scary, aren't they? Um uh, I'm sure it's to do with you know their portrayal in, in movies and stuff like that um, that we're kind of now collectively conscious of the fact that clowns might be scary. But I don't know the clowns. The clowns they kind of hide their face. They have grotesque makeup on and stuff. So I think they're already kind of already kind of halfway to being scary anyway. And, uh, the puppet the puppet thing I think is 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 pretty scary too. That you know you're you're expecting the puppet to to work worked by a human being, and if it moves without anyone touching it, I think you know, it coming alive is quite a scary, quite a classic kind of horror trick, isn't it, that, uh, that would freak everyone out if the puppet moves. Um, I, think, I think anything that is uh, typically inanimate that comes alive is terrifying, obviously. Uh, yeah. we've, had a, we've had a story when uh, a fork has flown off a table and stuck in a wall I and mean,
0: you know that's enough to send people running. So, um, I might have a story tip for you but uh, this is between you and me and Dr. Sacco and the Wall. It's, um, it's about a little wooden boy who had strings and then suddenly the strings disappeared and he started moving on his own. So you know if you want to go research that it might be a, a future episode. His name's Pinocchio. Don't know if you've ever heard it but anyways. <laughs>
2: I, 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 this is radio, but I think I see your nose
0: growing. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, perhaps a bit. Um, if so, so I guess most people's experience, like me, I don't. I guess I'm a little weirded out by paranormal activity in general, and I don't really enjoy horror movies. Or um, I'm not one of those people that wants to live on the edge of my chair during a during a movie. But if if someone were intrigued by it, but yet hadn't seen your show, how close is it to maybe something they have seen in a movie theater in terms of what actually happens?
2: I, I mean, I would love to have the, the effects budget that some of these movies have. That would be fantastic. Um, I would love to be able to, uh, to spend days trying to get uh, the ghost looking just right uh, on set and then uh, digitally with all the, the CGI graphics and stuff. Uh, we We tell stories that are as frightening as anything you will see in the movies, and you know the reason I work in television and the work I work in documentaries over working in the movie business. As great as movies are, uh, we get to tell real people stories. This really happened. This isn't something that was dreamt up by a scriptwriter sitting in in Los Angeles. This actually happened to this person, and they're telling it in their own words to you as if you were sitting next to them, you know, in their front room or in a bar somewhere. They're telling it, and we're just there to help them tell that story, and we use our dramatic recreations to to help show what happened to them uh, in as much uh, detail and accuracy as we can. So we employ a lot of tricks um, uh, that, uh, you know, might have been the movies. uh, You know, right from the word go, we use... Use um, you know a lot of fishing line to make things move and uh, and smoke to make things look spookier. But uh, for us, the real the real key to our success is that the people telling the stories uh, are. It could be your next door neighbour. They could be your brother. They could be your sister. They could be your best friend. And you might not ever know that they had these experiences and were terrified. But you know these stories are all around us and. Uh, you know, they're scary and people people really, really do have traumatic experiences and so that's 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 what I keep coming back to is uh these are real. And for me that's scarier than than anything that anyone can can write into a movie script.
0: And uh the scariest thing oh, I ever wow. see when I watch these shows or movies when they hit the screen it says based on a true story and I go, I just don't need to know that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well they, these these aren't based on a true story, these are true stories. Um, so I don't know whether you should watch our show, actually.
0: Well, maybe I'll uh, come to a uh, one of your shoots once and just, you know, just do it do it upright. I mean, I'm not going to go see it on on TV or on the big screen. <laughs> I want to actually experience it. Well,
2: you're more than welcome to come along. Uh, that would be that would be really great. Um, and we we uh, we tend to film all our stuff in the day too, so uh, it's not quite so spooky doing it at night. Good. <laughs> We've a got a couple. We have a couple of minutes left, Tom. Uh, before we let you go,
1: one of the questions that somebody was curious about asking is, how far do you push the envelope then? Do you ever get people saying, okay, um, if you get saturated with the ghost stories, that kind of stuff, possession stuff, would you look into uh, paranormal phenomenon such as alien abductions or even like Chupacabra or Bigfoot, anything like that?
2: Yeah, I love all those stories. I've, I've done shows on those stories before, and I, I think they're fascinating. Um, like, I love those monster stories. I love uh, every kind of alien story out there. I think for, for us on this show, like, what's nice about Paranormal Survivor is that it's very focused, and you know exactly what you're going to get. I think I would I would love to have a spin-off uh, show where it was Alien Survivor, uh, where, we, where we put together um, people's stories of... You know alien abductions and, and you know stuff that happened to them uh but I think uh for me the paranormal is is ghosts and things that go bump in the night and uh i I would love to keep that uh, keep that focus just so that uh when people turn on our show, they knew what they were gonna get and uh you know there's plenty there's plenty of material out there you know I don't feel like I've repeated any stories yet, so you know, people are always having different experiences and then um, and, and coming to us with new stories. So uh, there's plenty more out there.
1: Very, very good. His name is Tom Adams. He is the series producer of Paranormal Survivors. So, Tom, uh, before we let you go, how can people find it? When is it usually aired? And any tidbits or information you want to share with the, our listeners before you leave on any upcoming things you guys got in the works?
2: Yeah, well, uh, I'm currently making the second season of Paranormal Survivor uh, right now, which is uh, is great. Actually, we've got some really great stories. Um, more more of the more of the same from from season one, um, and uh, uh, I know the folks out there that like the show will really enjoy it. If you're into paranormal stories. Uh, come and come and find us. We're on uh, the Travel and Escape channel. Um, they, uh, they show it uh, quite often, so there's, there's always screen You can check the Travel and Escape website uh, for the schedule. And uh, for those folks listening in, in the United States, we're also on uh, Destination America too, which is, uh, which is a great discovery channel. So we're, we're on, and uh, they, like to, they like to play us lots because uh, the shows are great. And, uh, yeah, keep your eye out for Season 2, which will, which will be on the same channel, Travel and Escape and Destination America, uh, coming up in the, in the new year. Uh, you guys can visit us, visit us on our, our website. Uh, we have a Facebook page, uh, uh, Paranormal Survivor. you uh, can leave, leave us your own ghost stories, uh, comment on the show, ask us questions. We're, we'll we'll uh, we'll try and get back to you as, as quickly as we can. And uh, be a part of the community.
0: Well, we will do that, and uh, we'll uh, of course check our blog post later today for uh, or tomorrow when whenever you get around to it for all the contact information on Paranormal Survivor, and uh, of course our contact information. Thank you, Tom. And we will hopefully have you back on a future show with uh, future Lovely. scary updates. And and my New Year's resolution will be to watch a show. I'm going to do that. And I may even watch it this Halloween. I may, I don't know, put some... Uh, yeah, do
2: it. Get into the mood. Like, uh, get your costume on and uh, put on the show.
0: And some 3D glasses. Even though it's not in 3D, maybe it'll just sort of, you know, color it a bit and I won't be so scared.
2: <laughs> watch it with the light on though, right?
0: Oh, yeah, I'll try. You're listening to Matters of the Mind, more show right around the corner.
1: to Matters of the Mind where everything on your mind matters to us each and every week. So folks continue to keep the emails coming, show ideas and send us not only your two cents, your twenty five cents, but a million bucks would be great right <laughs> about now. Uh, So, uh, once again, thanks so much uh, to Tom Adams for joining us from his busy schedule. I was speaking with one of his assistants, and she says he's very busy editing. So we're very uh, grateful for having him on our show today. And, folks, definitely stay tuned next week. uh, We're going to start uh, for a whole month talking about bullying and bullying awareness since November is Bullying Awareness Month. Let's make a difference in the world. Let's try to stop bullying
0: good plan. And uh, please join our Facebook page, share our posts on Facebook. We really are doing this for you every week. And we'd love you to be able to, to send it um, the show link to someone that really needs it, whether it's a mental health issue or someone that just loves the paranormal, because we really like to talk about everything that matters Uh, on your mind every week. So join us here again next Wednesday at 8 p.m. on Listen Up Talk Radio Worldwide at talk-radio.ca. And if you miss it, it's podcast the next day. You've been listening to Matters of the Mind on Listen Up Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Peter Andrew Sacco. Get in touch with him on his website, petersacco.com, or find his contact page on Listen Up at talk-radio.ca. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash listenuptalkradio.com on Twitter at ListenUpTalk. Thanks for listening and sharing our posts. We'll catch you next week.